0: This is uh, Focus Under Fire. This is, this is part three. Uh, <sighs> that was planned. I should have a, taken a bite. Um, focus Under Fire, part three. Uh, we're going to go to Hebrews chapter 12. And uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about, uh, as we conclude this, we're going to talk about our focus. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded... By such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. That should be a daily exercise. Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance. It's not for the faint of heart. You're going to have to put your head down and run. It's going to be difficult. Jesus warned us about this too. You're going to have to run with perseverance. The race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes On Jesus. Would you stop this? We've been reading every week this passage of scripture and talking about our focus. Focus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. You ever ever felt like your focus was under fire? You ever felt like there's been so many thoughts, narratives, ideas going through your head that you can't focus on just one? Uh, I, I believe in 2020 our focus has been under fire more than ever before. Every, more than any time in my life that I can remember, our focus is under fire. But I don't focus by trying harder. And this is what we've been learning the last couple of weeks. I focus by eliminating things that would detract my focus. Focus is a practice of isolation. This is important. If you're trying to focus on so many things, it is going to be impossible. It is only made possible by subtraction. I isolate the thing that I want to fix my eyes on. I remove distraction. I throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And I fix my eyes on Jesus. I want you to go uh, in your Bibles to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 19, it starts out heavy, but it gets a lot better, so just hold on. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19 through 23, it says the acts of the flesh are obvious. They're obvious, at least they should be. The Bible says, as Paul writes to the church of Galatia, he says these things are obvious. In 2020, I don't know if it's as obvious, but Paul thought it was obvious, and I think if he came back right now in 2020, I think he'd still think it was obvious, but sometimes we can get confused. Sexual immorality, impurity... Debauchery, everyone's saying amen so far. Idolatry, witchcraft, yes Lord. Hatred, discord, it's obvious. Jealousy, obvious. Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies. Now Paul's good at this and the like. In case you're wondering, like, well, he didn't say. And and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now listen to this. This is where it gets better. But the fruit of the Spirit. Anybody love the fruit of the Spirit? Is love. It's joy. It's peace. It's forbearance or patience. Kindness. Goodness faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. All you single ladies out there, that's what you're looking for right there. I know you thought tall, dark, and handsome, but you should be looking for some love, joy, peace, and patience. You know what I'm saying? That's for free. Gentleness and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. I want to talk about our focus being under fire, but I want to talk about the focus of our fruit. The fruit is what's produced from our life. I grew up with a grandma that loved to garden. I don't know if we've got any gardeners in the house. Um, I know our children's director, Amber she loves. she loves to garden. I don't like the garden. There's nothing about it that I enjoy. I've failed multiple times at any attempt to grow anything. Uh, I've settled for plastic plants. Because you can't kill those. I like the look. I don't like the maintenance. You know what I'm saying? The the, the problem with gardening with me is the process. Because you plant something and then nothing happens. And you tend it. You water it. You weed around it. And there's nothing to show for it for an extended period of time. And I hate that. I, I hate that so much time goes by before you see any growth. I hate that it's not instant. I hate that it's not just chabow. I mean, just like boom, carrots, <laughs> apples. It's a, it's, a, it's a process, isn't it? It, it? it takes time. And when you talk about the fruit of the Spirit, I think many people think, well, I've got a couple of them, but I'm lacking some of the others. And I'm really good on that joy thing, but uh, that patience, that's not for me. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't given that. We, we, we confuse the fruit of the Spirit with the gifts of the Spirit. Now, it's interesting. The Bible teaches us that the gifts of the Spirit, by nature of the word gift, means that it's given. If I gave you an apple, you could have fruit, but it doesn't mean you produced fruit. You, you can give a gift to a good person. And you can give a gift to a bad person. And a gift shows nothing about the character of that person. That's why you have to be careful with giftings. Because just because someone can prophesy or just because someone can preach or just because someone can lead does not mean that they have character. Character is shown over time by what you grow. It's, it's the fruit of your life, the, the fruit of your life. Now now look at, look at this contrast between verse 19 and 21 and then 22 and 23. It says, these are the works of the flesh. It says plural, the works. Okay, now I'm going somewhere, okay, so just hold on. I just want you to see this. The works are plural. It's multiple things. It's this and it's that and it's this, and Paul says, and the like. And he says, and these are the fruit, singular. It doesn't say these are the fruits, plural. Here's the works of the flesh and the fruits of the spirit. It is not that. It is the works, plural, of the flesh, but the fruit, singular, of the spirit. And that fruit contains love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, goodness. Say that, self-control. All nine characteristics are embodied in the fruit, which means if I have one, I have all. And if I don't have all, uh oh, then I don't have any. The fruit comes as a package deal. I want to ask you this question. What are you producing from your life? Do you know you produce what you're connected to? The the, the fruit of your life, whether good or bad, the fruit of the spirit or the fruit of the flesh, is produced by the things, the conversations, the content that you are connected to. There is not an orange growing on an apple tree. Because the connection to the seed is different. The apple tree grows apples. Because there's congruence between the seed, the tree, the branch, and the fruit. You can't get an assorted tree. It's like you know you buy like candy. It's like I like an assortment of flavors. You can't get an assortment of fruit. You can't just get you. you can't get apples, oranges, and bananas all on the same tree. When it, it, it is consistent with what has been planted, you will produce from your life from the place that you're planted. If you are planted in pain, you will produce bitterness. And you can ask yourself, why am I producing this? But the real question is not, what am I producing? The real question is, where am I planted? Or what am I connected to? Because your connection is what is producing something in you. What you focus on will be shown by either an absence or evidence of fruit in your life. What you focus on will be shown. it It will be displayed. It will be proven by either an absence or evidence of fruit in your life. The evidence of your connection is not your ability to argue theology. The evidence of your connection is by what is listed under the definition of the fruit. And if you argue the fruit away theologically, you have now put your theological standing above what Christ has said is the evidence of a Christian. Friends, the evidence of a Christian is not knowledge, is not winning an argument, is not putting another down, it is not tearing someone else down. The evidence of a Christian, in fact, the Bible says you will know we are Christians by our love. I don't know why in 2020 this has become controversial. We know Christians by our love. It's always been this way. It always will be this way. And the more you kick against it, the more it's going to haunt you because the word of God is alive. It's not going to bow to cultural acceptance. It's not going to bow to what is politically correct. It's not going to bow to our cultural climate. It is what it is. Love is the evidence. Is this all right? Of a, of a believer. So some of you feel disqualified because you can't argue with people on social media about what you believe, and I would encourage you to study what you believe and be educated. But I would be more focused on: Is there fruit coming from your life? Because when Jesus judges you in heaven, He is not going to ask you for your apologetics. He's going to ask you if you produced fruit. He is more. He is more interested in the fruit of the believer. He said, Even some will prophesy in my name, and I will say, I never knew you. That's sobering to think we could lead a movement, that even I could lead a church, but that Jesus could say, I never knew you, because it's not about a gifting, it's about a connection. It, it's about, and I'm going to say this about a thousand times before it is about a connection. It's about I have to be connected to him. I only produce from him if I'm connected to him. And when my focus is under fire, the enemy tries everything in his arsenal to try to get me to get disconnected or to break my focus. And when I break my focus, I break my connectivity. And when I break my connectivity, I stop producing fruit. So if I'm lacking love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentle self-control... It's because I'm lacking connection. Fruit, fruit isn't forced. This is this is interesting. You need to know this. Fruit is not forced. No matter how hard a tree tries, right? We can just bring out a tree instead of the apple, just like, come on, let's go. Apples, 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 apples. We got faith for apples, apples, you know, and just and it's not just pop. It it takes time. An apple is a product of connectivity, of a branch to the tree, a tree to the roots. It is a connection. It is a connect. Are you connected to Christ? Are you connected to a teaching or are you connected to him? Are you connected to a party or are you connected to him? Are you connected to an ideology or are you connected to him? Are you connected to your pride or are you connected to him? Are you connected to being right or are you connected to him? Are you connected to the body and what you believe the body should be? Are you connected to him? Because if you're connected to him, there is an outflow. And that outflow is fruit. And the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Fruit is not force. For many people, they think that to have love or joy or patience, they need to try harder. Have you ever thought about this? Like, man, i just got to gotta be more patient with my kids. Specifically some of you that are now educators. <laughs> just became educators in your home. I will be more patient. I have to be more patient. I have to be more patient. Did you know that fruit is a byproduct of connection? it is not something that you have to try harder in. See, this is the, this is the Christian disconnect because religion says, be joyful, have peace, right? It, it is to for you ever felt like this? I'm coming, I have to live right. I gotta do right. I gotta try not to curse. I gotta try not to sin. I gotta try not to kill. I gotta, it a little extreme. <laughs> I try so hard and this is where we miss it. This is where we get pharisaical. This is where we get religious. Is that fruit is not forced. Our focus is attacked. Often by getting us to force fruit. In our flesh. That should naturally flow. From the spirit. Force fruit. Fruit cannot be forced. Fruit cannot be faked. This is what I see a lot. We put on our church faces. We come in and. Oh, how are you, brother? I'm blessed. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Glory to God. Like you swore all the way here. Like you're ready to walk out on your your family. You're ready to injure your life. I mean, this is real stuff. But we put on these... Fruit can't be faked. You can't fake joy. You can't fake peace, at least not for long. See, longevity proves the purity... Of your fruit. I can act joyful for a day, but joy over a period of time proves I might have a connection to a source. For others, it's not that we force fruit, but that we fake it. We attempt to look like we're patient, to look like we're kind. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. Fruit always proves the quality of the connection. If, the fruit, if you don't like the fruit of your life, it is not the fruit's fault. If this apple doesn't like being an apple, it is not the, it is not the tree's fault. But it is the tree's fault. It's not the apple's fault. You can't, you don't get to decide. I confuse myself with my analogy. <laughs> apples and oranges and trees and roots. I don't get to decide what it is, if it's a bad tree, it produces bad fruit. If it's a good tree, it produces good fruit. If it's an apple tree, it produces apples. So you can try to tell people all you want that, no, 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 this isn't bad fruit, this isn't bad fruit. The bad fruit comes from bad trees. Good trees come from good trees. That's just the way it is. Fruit isn't force, and fruit can't be faked. Now this is what fruit does. Fruit always follows. For many of us, we think that fruit leads, but fruit does not lead. That's impossible. That is the backwards, that is, a, that is a backwards process. Fruit always follows connection. This is what we're talking about, is that fruit is a byproduct of our connection to him. Fruit is the evidence of a God-connected, God-centered life. Gifts are not the evidence. Fruit is gifts are not showing us and teaching us who is godly and who is not. This is why sometimes you can see people that are even not walking with God, but they still operate in a gift because the Bible says the gifting and the calling of God are irrevocable. He does not take the gift back, but you can always tell a person's heart by their fruit. By their fruit. Now this is interesting because love... Actually, if you look at the context of the Scripture, you actually study it, most theologians would tell you that love is actually the fruit. That love is over all and is in all, and it produces manifestations of patience, peace, kindness, goodness. It's love. It's not love that's conditional. It's, it's you know some, A lot of people, they love as long as they get what they want. A lot of people are with you as long as they get what you want. As long as you do what they want you to do, man, they'll die for you. But the moment they disagree with you, they think they have to break relationship with you because their, their relationship was only focused on the agreement. It, you are not going to agree with everybody in your life. And if you break up with and break relationship with everybody you disagree with, you will have no friends. You, you're going you're gonna to disagree with someone. And if you don't get in a, in a mode of fruit and you're stuck in a process of agreement, you will miss great relationships that God has for your life. Because as the body, we actually can learn from each other. The body of Christ is not subject just to a pastor. The body of Christ is subject to a head, and that head is Jesus. And each of us are life-giving members of that one body. We are the church. We're the church of Jesus Christ. You cannot produce something that you're not planted in. You can't produce something... That you're not planted in. For some of you, you're saying, well, man, I really need that. I really need that self-control. It comes by being connected to God. Jo- John says it this way. John 15, verse 5. It says, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me. Listen to this connection. If you remain in me and I in you, focus. You will bear much fruit. And listen to this. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Whenever there is a lack of fruit in my life, it is a sign that there is a lack of connection. When, so if you're, let's, let's just say, in your marriage, at some point, this is probably not even true, but maybe you'll experience it sometime in the future, you will, maybe you will lack patience. When there is a lack of patience in your marriage... It is because there's a lack of connection in you. Because if you were connected, now don't go telling your spouse this. This is for you. All right? You go home today and they're impatient. like, You remember what Pastor Dustin said? You need to go get connected to Jesus. Now you're not operating in love. Now you're disconnected. Okay? So, So everybody focus on themselves. Everybody check their own fruit. Pastor, I've been called to be a fruit inspector. No, you haven't. No, you haven't there is no spiritual gift of fruit inspection. You worry about your own fruit, all right? If you worry about your own fruit, the rest of the fruit will probably take care of itself. That's that's just that's just how it works. A lot of people, we said this last week, a lot of people like to inspect other people's fruit. And Jesus says it like this, make sure you take the plank out of your own eye so you can see the speck of dust, the speck of dust in someone else's eye. Fruit fruit is the clearest evidence. That Christ is living in and through us. It is the clearest evidence that Christ is alive in me when I can operate in love to people that are not lovable, when I can have peace. In a culture that is not peaceful. When I can have joy in an atmosphere where there is no joy. What we're talking about when we talk about the fruit of the spirit is not what the world says. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. We're talking about a supernatural ability to have peace where there is no peace. Joy where there is no joy. Love where there is no love. We're talking about a supernatural ability. And guess what? You don't have to try to do it. I'm going to try to love you with the love of the Lord. No, you don't have to try. You just have to get focused. And this focus is what engages God's power and the byproduct, the, the the fruit of your focus is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, self-control. This is the fruit. I just got to get better. I got to get better. Yeah, you try to get better in your own strength, but if you really want to be better, stop looking at that thing and start looking at him. And when you get obsessed with him and your whole life revolves around him, then fruit is a natural byproduct of this focus. If you focus right, you will produce fruit. And that fruit, the Bible says, is everything that our world is longing for. Love, Everything in our world is joy, peace. We can go all nine of them again if you want. This is what our world is looking for, searching for, striving for. And the Bible says you don't even have to try it. You don't even have to fake it. All you gotta do is get your focus right. And if you get your focus right, it'll start popping out of you. All of a sudden, you're just like, I got love. Look at this. Look at this, I got joy today. Where would that come from? Well, I'm just trying to be happier. No. I got connected. This, this is what it says. It said in John 15, it says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. This is good news for somebody, maybe bad news for some, of, some others. He's the vine. Oh, let me help you out. We're not the vine. That, that means we're not the center. That means that we actually revolve around him. He doesn't revolve around us. In fact, the other branches don't revolve around your branch either. They revolve around the vine, and the vine is him. And if I remain in him, if I remain connected to him, then I will bear fruit. The key to fruit is connection to the vine. Does this make sense? Is that it is so simple that sometimes we dismiss it. But if I want to be like Jesus, I have to be focused on him. If I want to live like Jesus lived and have what he says I can have, I have to so connect with him that as soon as I'm focused on him, as soon as I'm connected to him, I begin to engage his power. My entire life should revolve around my relationship with God. That's what abiding means. Abiding doesn't mean that God is a part of my Sunday. Abiding means he's a part of my day today life. That, that my whole world, my job moves around my relationship with God. Sports revolve around my relationship with God. Pleasure revolves around my relationship with God. Relationships revolve around my relationship with God. Some people say, well, you know, that's a lot. You got to do you. You got to live your life. What are you talking about? And what Bible are you reading? Get off the blog and get in the word of God. Our life should revolve around him. He's the vine. 2020 culture says you're the vine. Take care of the vine. Treat the vine. Pleasure the vine. Just take, I mean, just like give the vine everything it needs. But you're not the vine. He's the vine. So my life centers around him. My vacations center around him. My money centers around him. This is how you abide. This is how you stay connected, is that he is not one piece. He is everything. And when I begin to make him the center, it engages a supernatural engine of heaven that begins to propel me forward and begins to produce supernatural fruit. Now, I want to show you something, okay? So sometimes I'll use illustrations to kind of help you understand. So if you're out there somewhere, bring out my, bring out my, uh, this is actually Genesis. This is his scooter, all right? Uh, This is his scooter. He loves pink, and um, so he bought a pink razor. And um, the crazy thing about this is it's this is dangerous. You can move on this really easy by propelling it yourself. And this is how most Christians live. Love, joy, peace, until you get tired. And then when you're not tired, you don't get no more love. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm peaceful. I'm peaceful now. Until I'm getting weary. And I ain't peaceful anymore. Now we got a problem. Because you run out of your own power. How are you supposed to have love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, and never run out? It's because this fruit does not come from me. This fruit comes from him. Now, I'm going to attempt to do something. Because when I get connected to the power of this scooter... It's actually really fast. We tried this out beforehand. We were a little surprised at the speed. You might be surprised at the speed of the fruit that comes in your life if you actually try try connecting to God before you try to be all of these things. So I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna do this. All right. So this is now this can be hard to do. I need one of those like Britney Spears mics. Some of you don't know who that is. You're too young. When I engage the power on this scooter, it propels me. I no longer have to use my own strength, my own ability. I no longer have to strive. Some of you, your entire Christian life has been striving. Your entire Christian life has been love, 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 love. And you know what? If you would engage your connection with Jesus, this is how it's going to be. Okay, here we go. We're engaging. This thing is super fast. Oh oh my! Bring out the ramp! No, show. This, this, this—that's pretty fast, isn't it? Woo! To all the intercessors, thank you. We have just survived illustration B. Power that's engaged by connection. I know, silly, but it's so true. For many of us, our Christian life is, "Ah, ah, be kind, be kind, be kind. Okay, that's it. You crossed the line. I ran out of kindness. That's it. I've reached my max. I ran out of joy. I ran out of goodness. You crossed me now. I ran out of goodness. He never runs out, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. He doesn't have love. He is love. So, no matter how much you take of it, he can't be emptied of it. He is it it is him. He is love. He doesn't have it, he doesn't contain it. He is love. So when he gives love to us, it doesn't make him less love. It doesn't make him have less joy. He is those things. It's not your effort, it's your connection. It's, It's not your effort. It's your connection. In 2020, do you know why? Do you know why our focus is under fire? It's because the enemy knows if he can get you disconnected, he can rob your power. And if he can rob your power, then you'll have a limit to your goodness. And you'll have a limit to your joy. And you'll have a limit to your peace. And once you run out of all those things you think God left you, and because you think God left you, you'll be mad at him. You'll be mad at the church. You'll be mad at Christians. And you'll walk away thinking that God let you down. But it wasn't him. It was your connection if I abide in him and he and me the the product is his fruit it happens on its own it happens naturally it happens automatically I don't have to strive I don't have to try to force it or fake it I just lock eyes with him fixing our eyes on Jesus the author and the professor of our faith how do you do this it's so simple it is so simple Do you know how I engage the power? I just pressed into it. How do you engage the power of God? You just lean in. God, I need you. God, I feel bitter. I need you. I feel like I don't have any joy. I need you. I feel like I don't have peace. I need you. And then you stop looking at all of the situations that are robbing you of joy, peace, and you just look at him. And you can't look at him and hate this. You look at him and it produces fruit in you. So you're like, well, I'm not sure about this. Try it. Before you judge it, get connected. And then tell me how it, how it works. Because every time I'm, con- now let me say it this way. Every time I don't have fruit, I can trace it back to my lack of connection. Do you know when things get stressful and things get busy, the first thing that goes is our focus. When we need peace the most, the first thing that goes, I don't even have time to spend time. I don't have time to spend time with Jesus today. I don't have time to be in the Word. I don't even have time to go to church. Things are going crazy. The very thing that you don't have time for is the thing that you actually need to produce power for you to be the man or woman of God. That he's called you to be. I'm telling you 2020 is not over yet. I believe this. I prophesy this that God will redeem the year in the year. We declare that our city will be saved. We declare that our state will be saved. We declare revival is coming because of God-centered, God-focused, God-connected people. We're not trying to do it in our own strength. We're not trying to do it in our own ability. We're abiding and connecting and focusing on Him. Him, and the result is fruit. Amen. Let the world look at the church and see love. Yes. Let the world look at the church and see joy. Yes. Let the world look at the church and see peace. Let the world look at the church and see patience. Let the world look at the church and see goodness. Let the world look at the church and see kindness the world look at the church and see self control see the, the reason that the world is not attracted to the church is because the church is gift focused and fruit bankrupt if we just had a little fruit I gotta set people right why would anybody listen to your hateful self trying to set people right And they've never felt your love. As soon as they see that you've produced love and joy and peace, then they might have an audience with you and you might be able to communicate your truth and your theological standing and your idea. But if you don't have fruit, it's not working for you. So why do you want to convince me? I don't want your fruit. If you got some love, if you got some joy, if you got some peace, some patience, some kindness, so who knew we could f- preach about the fruit of the spirit? If you got some goodness, if you've got some self-control, I want what you have and I don't have to fake it and I don't have to force it. It will follow me if I can put my focus on him.